Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Right into today's topic. The title for today is Overcoming Our Blind Spots. Overcoming Our Blind Spots. I was very specific about choosing overcoming for a reason um, because I, as I was doing some research and looking around and keeping these things in the context of what they are, all right, we very, uh, we're very familiar with blind spots when we talk about driving, right? And so things that I was looking up, you know, you don't eliminate a blind spot. You don't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it, right? And so as I was doing more research spiritually and recognizing we don't get rid of our Spiritual blind spots, we really can't, right, because blind spots come, you know, it's just like if you buy a new car and you're familiar with driving one car and understanding where that blind spot is when you're driving that vehicle. When you're in another vehicle, your blind spot adjusts, it changes. And as we grow spiritually, as we're continuing to live on this earth and we're evolving and our character is becoming more and more like Christ, we're constantly being shown that we have other blind spots, other areas. We may not get it revealed to us on one level because it's not what we needed at that time or it's not in God's timing, right? So overcoming our blind spots is important because I don't want us to believe or jump on this bandwagon of pursuit to try to eliminate our blind spots. Blind spots are just simply a part of growth. It's a part of maturity. It's a part of life, right? I want to share something with you. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, there are more than 800,000 accidents every year that are caused in part by blind spots. Think about that. In driving, they have calculated over 800,000 accidents caused every year by blind spots. Could you imagine what the number would be about the spiritual blind spots that get caused in our lives? the way that we've caused accidents in relationships, in our leadership roles, in the people that we're engaging with, I I would hate to even try to tally that number, right? Because from a relational standpoint, we're very, very mm, uh, not open to understanding that we have blind spots, right? But just like in driving, blind spots are a hazard. They're spiritual hazards, relational hazards as well as, I said, driving hazards. But oftentimes when it comes to our spiritual blind spots, they show up in our ways of us blaming other people for our shortcomings, but feeling superior when we do it. Have you ever experienced that? I know I have. When I was getting this study, I had to say ouch a number of times because we oftentimes believe that what we're experiencing is because of another person's behavior, or because of their antics or their inability to understand. But could it be that when we entered that relationship, when we entered whatever it was, that encounter, we just jumped right into working on the task of that encounter? Oftentimes we get caught up in the doings of life, the work, driving, and the relationship, the doing of it, that we often never take the time to stop and do the nitty-gritty work of building the connection, understanding and evaluating, coming clear about what triggers other people, what ways are best to communicate, things such as that, right? But in driving, 
Think about it this way. What do we do? If we're driving in a car for the first time, we take the necessary time to get in that car, adjusting mirrors, looking around, getting a familiar way with how we would approach driving this car. I had this happen to me earlier this year, this true experience that came and revealed itself as I was doing this study. I know what it's like to get busy with doing the task, with being busy with blaming somebody else for me being late, right? I jumped in my car, getting ready to pull out of my garage I have done numerous times, right? But no matter how many times you've done it, you can be distracted, jumping in, taking off, running, moving forward, focusing on what is to come instead of taking the moment to evaluate and look around and evaluate your surroundings. You talk about a hazard. I had an accident that I ran into my husband's truck, a truck that is parked in this spot every single day. It's nothing new. It's always there. The thing that happened was simply because I was too busy running, too busy in the doing of the thing, that I didn't take the moments and the time necessary to look over my shoulder, to evaluate what was around me as I was getting in the car to pull away. This is what we do in relationships. This is what we do in our leadership with people. This is what we often do all the time without knowing it. It's often what we do in our relationship with God. We get so busy with the doing of our faith, the doing of our belief, that we never have time to pause and simply take in what is around us. What is he saying to us? What is he guiding us to do? Perfect example, he tells Martha and Mary, um, there's a part in the Bible where they, Jesus has come to them and Martha complains and says, you know, Mary's not helping her because Mary takes a seat at Jesus' feet, right? He, she comes in and sits down. Martha is caught up with the serving of him, the, the preparing, the doing, right, of his presence rather than the being of his presence. And he told Martha, he said, you're worried about the wrong thing. This is what happens with our blind spots. It causes us to be worried, concerned, overtaken with the wrong things, that we run straight into trouble, that we're so busy in the task of doing that we never take the time to do the things to establish, to set aside the thing and put it in and establishing the surroundings around us. In relationships, it gets revealed that we haven't taken that time because as soon as we hit an issue, whether it's in an individual relationship or a relationship with a group of people, we're going to hit that painful zone of conflict, offense, right? And by that time, because we've only been in the doing of the relationship, we never took the time to get to know the person, what matters to them, how they communicate. When we're in this moment of conflict, we have no context or a template for how to work through the issue. There's nothing there. I don't know how to approach you. I don't know how to bring this conversation to you because I've never taken the time to get to know you. And what we do is we often fail to practice that nitty-gritty, and we don't even know the essence or the core of the person we're engaging with. So what do we do? We're left with limited choices. We avoid the relationship, we suppress our feelings, stuffing it down, or we run away completely, right? I know y'all might be thinking, it's not you, but it's me, because I'm living through it right now, right? With this patterning 
of behavior, we carry around with us this low hymn of conflict. Even though we may not address it, we may not say it, it's in our energy. It's present. And you know what it does? It erodes our safety with that other person. And it requires a surprisingly amount of energy, right, in order for us to stay in that state. Think about it. Have you ever been having a conflict with someone and you never addressed it? You never said anything. You just go about it's only replaying in your mind. And then one day that person does the final thing and you blow up. You know why? Because that energy has to come out. That energy is bubbling to the top because it is so much energy that it takes to survive and to, uh, you know, exist at this low range of conflict. It's like eating yourself alive, right? It's like when driving. When I'm driving next to a large 18-wheeler, and I got taught to drive by my dad, you know, from he didn't teach me, but he told me things because he couldn't teach me. That's a whole other story for another day. But anyway, uh, he would always talk about when he was driving and I watched him, he would say when you're pulling aside a large 18-wheeler, you have to be mindful where you are because you're in their blind spot, right? Oftentimes you can get in that blind spot and don't recognize it. And that's what we do. We oftentimes are abiding in blind spots of our own and the blind spots of others. And we're simply blaming and passing blame back and forth one to another, feeling superior when we do it. So how do we overcome it? Right? You may be saying, how do we overcome it, Dorothy? Now, I know we're getting close to time, but you got a little bit of time, so we're going to make sure we get all this out. Okay? So in driving, they give us several ways to overcome it. I'll go through those real quickly. Overcoming a driving blind spot, they tell us to adjust our mirrors, know our blind spots, to pause and wait before we pull out, to look over our shoulder, and finally, to keep in mind the blind spots of other drivers. Yes, yeah, those are truly some practical ways, but I'll take them a step further. In our spiritual blind spots, because I believe if we operate and focus on the foundation, which is our spiritual uh in inspiring essence inside of us. Everything that we do should flow as Christians from that place. So if we're operating and focusing on our overcoming our spiritual blind spots, I believe all of our relational blind spots, all of our driving blind spots, all of the blind spots that can occur as we engage with others and as we move through this life will come forth and become a practice of our daily character. So how do we reduce and overcome our spiritual blind spots? First, we must surrender to the truth that we have blind spots and that we will have blind spots as long as we're on this side of the dirt. Psalms 19, verses 12 through 13 reads, Who can discern his lapses and errors? Clear me from hidden and unconscious faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be blameless and I shall be innocent and clear of great transgression. There's a quote that says by Beth Moore, if you and I can't think of the last time we were wrong, something is really wrong. Right? <laughs> and we're losing our grip on reality. Keep that in mind. Our second way of overcoming spiritual blind spots is to allow the Holy Spirit 
to reveal your blind spots to you. In John chapter 16, verse 8, it reads, And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God and about judgment. Okay? What we need to remember is when the Holy Spirit is in our lives, there will be regular epiphany moments about our own issues. Not other people's issues, our own issues. Okay? Third way to overcome our spiritual blindness, I'm sorry, our spiritual blind spots, are to, is to accept that our interactions with other people will reveal our blind spots. Beth Moore says, Christian leaders who can't be regularly challenged will over time unhinge. In Galatians 6 and 3, it's real simple. For if any person thinks himself to be somebody too important to condescend to shoulder another's load, when he is nobody of superiority except in his own estimation, he deceives and deludes and cheats himself. And the fourth way to overcome our spiritual blind spots is to choose to live in the light of God's word. It'll sting, but I promise you, you'll be better for it. 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 and verse 8 says, So if we say we are partakers together and enjoy fellowship with him, when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, we are both speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth which the gospel presents. But if we really are living and walking in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have true, unbroken fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes us from all sin and guilt, keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude and lead ourselves astray. And the truth which the gospel presents is not in us and does not dwell in our hearts. So, in closing, we all have blind spots and we'll have blind spots. But we have been given everything that we need to live each and every day, to practice out the character of Christ, which enables us to continue to overcome our blind spots. So as you go about your day, remember to adjust your mirrors, know your blind spots, pause and wait before you pull out, look over your shoulders, and always keep in mind that the blind spots of other drivers exist just like yours. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, equipped you, and established you perfectly so that you can go about the day leading with intention and authenticity. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.